You're listening to another episode of a Mindful Moment podcast. I'm your host, Will Nichols, and I thank you for taking a moment to be mindful with me. I am joined once again by my good friend, Brent. What's up, Brent? Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Will. I appreciate the spot available for this podcast. Hell yeah. And uh, this is the uh, now mid-season Capricorn uh, season podcast where we're just going to talk about the main events of this season due to the fact that it's been such a crazy-ass time. I'm in Bali, Brent's in Louisiana, and uh, we are, yeah, we, you know, it's been a crazy-ass time uh, thus far, and it's just about to get crazier, (laughs) folks. So, you know, hold on to your horses uh, because this is going to be pretty damn wild with these eclipses and starting the new year. we got the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Lots of craziness happening in this season. So yeah, uh, hold on tight because it is a wild ride this season and we're going to get into all the juicy, juicy, juicy details of all of that. So without further ado, uh, let's just dive into the fundamentals of Capricorn and also the themes of this season. So Capricorn itself is known as the sea goat, which kind of confuses a lot of people um, because it's like, is it a goat? Is it a, is it a mermaid? Is it a sea goat? What is it? Um, and it is, the answer is it's all of the above. But the purpose of the sea goat, uh, actually in more Hellenistic uh, kind of ancient astrology, the archetype of the sea goat was to represent the fact that, um, well, for example, the goat, it represents travel, it represents movement, momentum, you know, you hear the whole archetype of the the uh, climbing up the mountain with uh, with Capricorn, right? Uh, which makes sense for the goat part. But then what about the sea part, right? And the whole notion of the sea is that one, Saturn being the ruler of Capricorn, it Saturn rules all that we can physically see and beyond. So Saturn is kind of the gatekeeper between the physical and the non-physical. Saturn is the last planet that we can see with our naked eye before we need a telescope to see it. And in that same way, Saturn represents boundaries, so as far as the eye can see, see, uh, and as far as, um, you know, if you think about like going to the ocean, like for example, I'm in Bali and I uh, went to this beautiful beach called Kuta Beach. I mean, it's not that beautiful. It is beautiful because it's the ocean. It was my first time setting foot in Pacific territory. Um, but it like, if you look out as far as the eye can see, it's just ocean, right? It's just like complete blue ocean big waves coming through and all that fun stuff and boats out there and some islands in the distance but um all you can see is water and because of that in that same way the sea goat represents our journey towards the outer destination of all that we can see aka the journey towards our boundaries right the whole notion of exploration and uh, being able to see you know as as again as far as the eye can see and exploring also beyond that and that's the whole, you know, understanding of, of Saturn ruling Capricorn, uh, both on a traditional and an esoteric level. Um, this is one of the few signs uh, that uh, from an, a traditional and an esoteric standpoint is ruled by the same uh, planet. And um, Saturn kind of has two initiations. The first initiation is the initiation in Capricorn. And then the second initiation is the initiation in um, Aquarius. And and it really is a, a twofold initiation. The first being we start the journey up the mountain and the mountain is not the physical mountain. So all the 
ancient Hellenistic traditional astrologers who say it's not a goat, it's a sea goat, so the whole mountain archetype doesn't matter. And blah blah blah. It's not a real mountain, guys. Okay, we're not talking about climbing a fucking mountain. We're talking about the journey of illumination, of enlightenment, of reaching the divine. Okay, the divine waters. Hence, the sea goat journeys into from land to the waters to, you know, experience the divine waters. The divine waters are what Aquarius, the water bearer, gifts to humanity. So this is the two-part process. The first part of this journey is climbing up the mountain, meaning we're finding the path. We're seeking out the path. We're, it's, the, it's kind of like the hero's journey. You know, we, we receive the call, we deny the call, and then we need to find the path and, and persist. And that path is different for everyone, meaning that whatever it is that you're finding, whatever it is that you're seeking to find, you're going to find it at the right time, at the right moment, and it's going to be the perfect path for you. But you need to pave it out, meaning that no one can show you what that path is. You have to show yourself uh, what that path is through discovery. And that's the whole journey of Saturn. Saturn rules karma, it rules initiation, rules boundaries, it rules authority, governments, structures, order, all of the above. Okay, Hence also why Saturn is exalted in, in Libra, order, justice, all of that. So if we look at the first initiation of Saturn, we have this journey. It's the climb. It's the initiate. It's, uh, it's the, well, rather, it's the, the seeker, right? I'm, I'm seeking to be initiated. The, the initiation process is the journey at hand. It's like, you know, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. That's what the real gift. The real gift is discovering the path, which is what Saturn guides us along. Saturn says, listen, I, I, I'll give you whatever you want but you got to fucking work for it, right? You have to persist beyond the limitations of all that you are, but beyond the limitations of all that you believe is preventing you from experiencing whatever it is that you're wanting. You have to move beyond that and step into this initiate path, which means that you are overcoming your own boundaries because Saturn rules boundaries, but Saturn also rules the illumination that occurs when we realize that the only boundaries in play are the ones that we set up for ourselves, right? All the lessons, all the processes of life, all the boundaries, all the, the speed bumps, the, the uh, seemingly defeats in our life are our own doing. They are our own creation. And Saturn rules that higher illumination. Remember I said Saturn is like the gatekeeper. So it's this, it's this, it, Saturn is basically the, the veil, the veil of Isis, you know, that's talked about in theosophy, the, the, the veil of illusion that is over us. You could maybe say Neptune is the, is the, illusion itself but um and when we're guided through higher love we experience this you know initiatory path but saturn is very very much so uh the initiator he initiates us he or she depending on how you're perceiving the saturn saturn kind of has as you know there's a female uh feminine saturn and then there's the masculine saturn but if we're talking going back to the first initiation of saturn we have this journey it's this climb it's this uh you know it, you could even say it's like a purgatory process where we're we're just going through hell uh, and we have to overcome the self. And that's the climb up the mountain. The climb up the mountain is brutal. You lose fingers, you lose you know, ligaments, you lose, you know, people die along the way. But if you make it to the top of the mountain, you receive the gift of initiation. And the gift of initiation is illumination, is uh, communing with the divine waters. You know, you could say the divine waters uh, being the Christ energy or Pisces energy. Uh, the the Neptunian type of unconditional love, 
the higher awakening, the, the realization that the boundaries that we have inflicted upon ourselves were designed for us to wake up and experience the true uh, lust for life that is present uh, along us. Now, the, the thing with Capricorn is Capricorn is also known for achievement and doing and creating and, and achieving and going out and, and doing it and getting it. So because of that, um, when we're starting this journey, when we're starting this climb, and, and some people are probably going to ask, like, what is this journey? What is this climb that you're talking about? It's different for everyone, right? It's it, You could call it your dharma. You could call it your purpose. You know, the Buddha has a great quote, and I always repeat it. I feel like I've already said it on the podcast a couple times, but it's your purpose is to find your purpose. And that's the whole journey of the first stage of initiation in Capricorn. And this is where you become the initiate. You become the initiated one. You become, you know, blessed in a sense by holy waters, which means that I have found the journey. I have defeated the self that has been preventing me. You know, uh, the whole archetype of Jesus spending 40 days in the desert and then uh, being confronted by the devil in various forms, lustful forms, uh, aggressive forms, having to wrestle, you know, Jacob wrestling with, with God and all that whole thing. So the, the whole process and, and, uh, we can really see, um, the, the, uh, initiation of Capricorn two in the story of Moses, uh, climbing the mountain to receive the 10 commandments. So that whole journey is, you know, he had to go through the desert for what, you know, they say 40 days, 40 years, who the fuck knows 40 weeks, whatever, right. Uh, some archetype of 40. And, uh, he climbs, he goes through this initiated hell process where you really have to test your faith. Uh, you have to test your faith in God. You have to test your faith in yourself. And you have to persist despite all uh, circumstances. People died. People were starving. All that whole archetype of starving for the waters. You're, you're, because until you have no other option but to seek what it is that you're uh, desiring to, to persist with all remaining force towards what it is that you're desiring, you will never get there. So that's the journey of initiation. It is defeating the lower self that says, I can't do this. Uh, I, I haven't got it yet. I should turn back. I should go back where there's, you know, the land of milk and honey's down there. I should go back. No, no, no. You keep going. It's like when you're fasting, you know, you go through that hunger point where you're just like dying to eat something or drink something. And then if you break that point, you get this like almost ecstatic kind of state of mind where you feel like you're on mushrooms or something, right? So it's the same way. It's like you're, you're, you, Saturn represents like that threshold that it's like the pain threshold of where we're just about to break. And then if we just persist like one step further, boom, the veil is broken and we can see beyond all boundaries. And then we realize that after we've hit that point, you know, now it's like, well, if I can do that, what else can I do? You know, if, if I've broken this barrier, if I've overcome this step, if I've overcome, you know, this pain, this, this, uh, this, you know, structure, this boundary that I had in place, well, what else, what other boundaries are there for me to break? What other boundaries are there for me to, uh, to experience? So with that being said, that's the first initiation. The first initiation is the climb up the mountain, which is treacherous. You think about a Mount Everest, you know, most people don't make it up. Very few people have made it up. And when you say, you know, I made it up the mountain, that's a pretty damn good feat, right? And, you know, the reason that a lot of uh, Capricorn or the archetype of Capricorn usually starts the journey up the mountain is because they believe that at the top of the mountain, they'll receive some sort of gift. That by achieving this process of climbing the mountain or um, achieving this goal, or whatever, they receive the gift. And that is the important part. Now, the thing is, 
when you go through the journey of initiation, and by the way, this is not a one and done process. It's not like I found my dharma, I climb up the mountain, I reach it, I'm fucking enlightened, I'm ready to go. Boom, that's it. You know, it's not like that. Uh, we go through many of these journeys throughout our life. We have bigger, more macro journeys where it's like big, you know, uh, overcoming of the self. And then we have more micro journeys where it feels like these are little mountains that we're climbing. So uh, we go through many of these and many forms of initiation throughout our life. And that's the whole journey of uh, esoterica and, and, and the esoteric whole process. But it's not about getting to the top of the mountain. It's about getting back down. And that's the second uh, initiation of Saturn. The first initiation is just getting there. You just have to get there. You have to overcome yourself. You have to get to the top of the mountain. Okay, well, guess what? Moses reaches the Ten Commandments. He's communing with God. He sees a burning bush. You know, some people say it's a psychedelic experience. It's a euphoric experience. It's a, you know, so whatever, right? Uh, but you you receive the that which you are uh, desiring. You get it. You You overcome yourself and you get it. Now what? Now, a lot of people say, well, that's all that I needed. No, no, no. Because you don't understand. When you get what you desire, you realize that that hunger for, uh, you know, something more is still there. There's still more. There's still that, like, ugh, I got it. And you could, you could become complacent. But the problem with that is that's not true illumination. Uh, that's going back into complacency. And that's staying comfortable. And that's not the journey of the initiate. The journey of the initiate is to continue to maintain that communion with the divine, contain, uh, continue to maintain that communion with God, with source, with Allah, with great pussy in the sky, whatever you believe in, and have that maintained in the present now moment throughout the journeys and then share that with others. So that's the second journey. That's what is seen in Aquarius. And that's the whole idea of the water bearer. It's like I have brought the bucket up the mountain I've found my way. I've achieved the goal that I've seeked out to achieve. That's the journey of Capricorn. Achievement, going, doing, creating, building, uh, creating the new structures, breaking down the old structures, building the new structures, you know, the real practical nitty gritty, doing it, right? I always say the Pluto and Cap generation are the, the generation that's just doing it. They're not, they're not thinking about doing it. They're not envisioning doing it. They're not breaking down the old structure. They're just building, 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 building. So, we need these, uh, this generation for a good reason. But going back to the second journey now, we've achieved the divine waters. Now, you could be gluttonous and just sit there, gulp, 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 consuming, 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 you know, stay up there with God. Uh, and that's the whole notion of Moses. You know, he had a big struggle to, to go back down and share the, uh, the commandments because it was so beautiful up there. It's so beautiful being in that blissful state. But guess what? There's people suffering down there. There's other people who have not yet known the wisdom that is lying at the top of the mountain because they have not yet overcome themselves. And because you have reached that top elevation, you have seen the view at the top. You have seen the land below. You have seen the suffering below. You have been in the suffering and overcome that suffering. You now have this deep thirst. And this is the true illumination. This is the true initiation. You have this deep thirst to bring those waters down. Okay? So... Uh, that's the journey of Saturn. That's the second initiation. That's the maturity of Saturn. Or you could say that's the second kind of, uh, well, that's really what happens in the, in the, in this, this second Saturn return where you really start to say, you know, if you haven't been in a teacher role, you start to really want to be in a teacher role. Uh, and not just 
children or anything, but like really be kind of like a mentor to other people. Um, and you can kind of see this with, uh, like for example, Ray Dalio just recently started doing more, like started creating content. He's been a, like a multi-billionaire stockbroker for all these years, very quiet, you know, uh, would barely do interviews, would barely come out of uh, public reaches 60. And I saw an interview with him. He's like, you know what? I just at a point where I've gotten everything that I've desired. I've achieved everything that I possibly could achieve. And now it's like, I literally have no other desire other than to share this with other people so that they too can achieve that. Cause what else do I need? I'm a billionaire. Like I don't need anything more. I have everything that I desire. I've achieved everything in my life. I've overcome myself and I've learned a lot along the way. And now I want to share that with people. Uh, and he's got a beautiful book called principles that I recommend everybody uh, check out on just self development and all that stuff. But I thought it was a beautiful way to, you know, after your second Saturn return to be like, okay, now it's like, I've been the achiever. I've been the kind of like eager disciple to like seek and search and, and experience. Now I'm the initiated one and now I'm going to initiate others uh, through that process. So that's the idea of the second initiation. That's the coming down and watering the land, right? Watering the land, watering thirsty men down below, bringing the divine waters, bringing the Neptunian, the Christ energy to the land, bringing the Ten Commandments down the down the mountains, okay? Uh, bringing, you know, the sermon, uh, from the mountain down to uh, those who are suffering below. And that's the whole idea of the humanity archetype, the, the more macro expansive Jupiterian uh, type of esoteric energy that we see in, in Aquarius as well. So um, first initiation is the climb, the struggle, the process, the overcoming, and the second initiation in Capricorn or in Saturn is coming down the mountain and saying, okay, I've had enough to drink, I've got all this extra water. I better bring it down because there's drought down there and I need they need water, they need that thirst, they need all of that as well. So that's the journey and we'll talk about that when it comes to Aquarius season um, on our next uh, podcast. But but yeah, that so that's the twofold uh, initiation of Saturn and it's very very important to understand this because one you understand how these two archetypes blend, you understand the difference of Saturn uh, with um Capricorn and Aquarius, because again, like I said, Capricorn, Saturn and Capricorn is about the achievement, it's about doing, it's about the overcoming of the boundaries. With Capricorn in, or sorry, Saturn in Aquarius, then it's more about the wisdom. How am I gifting? How am I overcoming the kind of tendency of myself to either sabotage myself or the tendency of myself to hold and store and hoard all the wisdom or all the knowledge or all the information? So that's really, and and the reason that I'm explaining this too is because one, this year, um, Saturn is is moving out of Capricorn and into Aquarius. We're also having the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, which we'll get into in a bit. But th this whole progression from Capricorn to Aquarius is this initiatory process. So for the people that have Saturn in um, Capricorn and are experiencing their Saturn return in Capricorn, they're going to experience more of that climb, more of that journey, more of that what is this next challenge that I am overcoming? Whereas the people with Saturn, having a Saturn return in Aquarius, they're going to experience more of that, okay, what is it that I can give now? What is the value that I can create? How can I explode value? How can I just, just explode and, and bring in this water uh, to, 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 to water all the land? So that's the journey that we're experiencing now. And, and, this is collectively where we're evolving out of from the boundary perspective of being so caught up with the boundaries and the physical with Saturn being in Capricorn since 2017. 
you know, now we're we're moving out of like, oh, what are all the boundaries that I'm, I've had about and how can I overcome them? How can I achieve to now? OK, you know, that's actually not that important. That's actually not that important. I've gone through these journeys. I've, I've experienced that. And, and we're going to still go through them. It doesn't mean that they're ever going to stop. But it just means that we can shift the focus from the struggle to the solution. And that solution switch, that switch to can I, how can I give, how can I be of service? How can I serve humanity? That's the Aquarian nature. And that's the age that we're entering into. So, uh, But that's, that, that's my little rant on the uh, the. <laughs> The, the two initiations there. Do you have anything to add to that? Or, or, or um... Yeah, I'll add a couple of things. I thought, first of all, that uh, that's a super necessary rant to understand Capricorn and to understand Aquarius, because even the way that I describe it is it's, you know, climbing up the mountain as the goat. But when you get, you know, like halfway up there or even, you know, when you get to the top and come back down, you have such a higher perspective of the people below. Right. Like you can see humanity from the top of the mountain. You can see them from this almost. I think it was interesting that you added Neptune in there too, because first of all, mm. I have a Neptune and Capricorn. And so it helps me to understand that it is a spiritual journey. It's the mountain is more or less something that is non-physical, but it also could be a physical mountain, just like you said with Everest. But when you get up like halfway up there, you look back and you see humanity. That's very, you know, thirsty for all this information. And um, one of the things that I thought was really interesting that I've learned recently about Saturn is Saturn is known for, cooling down a house that it's in like in your natal chart Mm -hmm. and what that means is that it's you know cooling is known as like it restricts it kind of limits just like you said it's got you know it's got the aspect of it's all of that you can see so it's got a boundary to it and within that it, it saturn likes to take its time this climb is not like a i have to be at the top of the mountain by like tuesday it's like you climb at the rate that you climb you like you have to have the burning desire but if you just run up the mountain, you're going to get, you know, tired halfway through. Like Saturn takes its time. Saturn is also known in mythology for eating his children. And what that <laughs> means to me is that Saturn is, uh, it, it represents like that we have these limited vessels. We have this limited lifetime that we have to work within, right? Because Saturn's ultimately going to devour his children, which is us as the creation. Now, what I think about Saturn is... I've heard this before that Saturn actually rules the age of like retirement and rules the age of like, you know, like maybe like 60s, 70s. So almost anywhere that you see Saturn, like this is like the sense of like this is advice like our grandparents are giving us. This is advice that Mm -hmm. like, you know, like like an older, wise old man archetype might give us. Right. So Saturn and we're we're talking about Saturn because it's so relevant with Capricorn to really, truly understand what Capricorn means for, you know, just as a sign, as an archetype, as an energy. Um, but but Saturn really likes to, you know, take its whole time like a, a wise old man. And, and because of that, you know, that's like Will said, it's not the destination, but it's the journey. And within the journey, you get so much wisdom mm. from just like each everyday interaction. And one of the things that uh, is interesting is that Sagittarius uh, comes before Capricorn and Sagittarius is is the valley, the journey, like almost the discovery of like which mountain is it that I'm climbing. And to some people it's different for everyone, right? It's like it's it's their own unique journey. But once you get to the mountain and you start climbing it, then that ex- those experiences that come into your life help shape you and discipline you and put you into a place where you're like this is my purpose rather than maybe living for someone else's purpose or living for, you know, like just society's purpose it's it's a really individualistic thing um so that's mm-hmm. all i'll add I, I just think that uh saturn is one of those planets that m- most people seem to not understand you know innately and i think you did a great job describing the uh the initiations of it 
So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, do you want to start off maybe like talking about some of the uh, the themes of this season? Just kind of going yeah, over that. Let's talk a, just a little bit about like what's been going on because we're we're not at the very beginning of cap season, but we're like sort of getting towards the midway point. And I, I personally believe that the reason for that, maybe not the excuse, but the reason for that has been it's it's a time of purging right now. It's a time of like releasing. It's not really a time of necessarily manifesting, but this is the nature of, of Saturn too. It's like our our goals are deep into the future. And thus, it's not that we want to manifest it like we would with the moon or something, but Saturn is like our goals are are long-term. They're not even just like one year. They're not five years. They're not 10 years. They're, they're a whole lifetime. They're many lifetimes. Um, but mm-hmm. so what we've been going through is like, what what has been stopping us from actually climbing our own mountains? We've had to learn that in our own lives. There's probably lots of experiences coming up for many people. I know there have been for me where they've just been like, uh, the universe has almost been making me aware of like what's holding me back as I climb my mountain. What's sort of like dragging weight behind me, right? And where I'm not really being efficient, but rather where I'm holding on to just like the past. And now that we're getting towards you know, what today is the uh, 29th, right? Where Mercury enters Capricorn today, that aspect of Mercury entering Capricorn, like Mercury in Capricorn, it's good for thinking in the long future, but at the same time, it can be kind of, you know, restrictive to our communication. Like whatever house Capricorn is like having Mercury there means that like, we have to learn how to speak our truth without, you know, maybe sometimes being too direct about it or being too, you know, like Saturnian about it and just sort of like, you know, brushing off the present moment. Right. Cause that's like the, um, you know, Capricorn's so future-based that being in the present moment is uh, maybe sometimes challenging, right? <clears throat> but mm-hmm. I would say that in general, what we've seen thus far, we've had an eclipse that happened like two day, three days ago on the 26th of December, 25th of December, right around Christmas. Um, that I thought it was interesting that Jupiter in Capricorn was like on top of the sun for Christmas. I talked about that in the last, last podcast, but what was that eclipse like for you? Do, do you have a direct experience with that, Will? Um, yeah, for me, it was very much about, I mean, it was occurring in my 11th though. So it was very much about, um, again, it's been, it's been kind of like a journey this year of learning how to integrate, um, the social circles and environments and the, the structures that I have around my social life with my, like all the lives. And so that's been kind of a big theme while I've been traveling over here and, um, just kind of, you know, focusing on. I'm continuing to build my business while still trying to be present with, you know, the experiences that I'm having and still trying to be also present with, you know, my partner who I'm here with. So it's like, for me, it's been for this eclipse, at least for me has been ending this whole idea that everything is all separate. Like I have a separate social circle. I feel like that structure, my Neptune is also in Capricorn, 29, 59 degrees. So like, it's like right at the end. And, uh, and uh, it's one of my, uh, Uh, rulers as a Pisces rising as well so it's like for me it's always been I have a structure here and I have a structure here I have my life my personal life and I have my uh, professional life I have my you know for example like for the longest time when I was in high school and stuff I didn't like I never told my parents about like any of my relationships or anything that was going on like personal life it was always separate like I keep family life separate I keep personal life separate I keep that separate because I had these like structures in place for how I should you know, kind of, I, I could immutably move throughout each of them in kind of different fashions. Um, and now as I've, you know, kind of matured and evolved and I've been kind of just experimenting with, with all of this, I've realized that, um, and this is, again, this is just personally for me, but then, and then I'll talk about what I noticed for kind of everyone 
is that um, for me, it's been like really about the integration of one higher structure, one more macro order of like, this is my lifestyle, right? This is my macro lifestyle. Like, for example, like I'm recording this in the jungle right now in, in Ubud in northern uh, mid kind of mid Bali pretty much. And, um, you know, this for me, like a lot of people are like, oh, enjoy your vacation. I'm like, yeah, it's not really a vacation. Like this is just this is where I'm living right now. You know, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm still working. You know, I'm still doing things. Yesterday, I had a beautiful purification ceremony, went to the waterfalls, you know, seeing the Hindu culture and, immer- uh, you know, just being immersed in all of that. It's beautiful, but it's it's not it's not like a vacation. You know, it doesn't feel like that uh, because I'm learning how to integrate all of this into my lifestyle. I'm learning how to integrate my personal life, my business life, my social life, my uh, my family life, all of it into my present now moment lifestyle. So for me, it's been about um, again, breaking down the old idea that everything needs to be separate, that I need to have play here, work here, relationship here, blah, blah, blah. You know how hard it is to keep up with five or six different structures of, you know, socialization or social life. It's just stupid. So, uh, for me, it's, yeah, it's just been about evolving out of that mentality and stepping into this, um, higher mentality of, one, trusting that that's possible because for a long time I didn't believe that that was possible. I thought I had to do it this way. Otherwise, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done it, you know. So I did believe that it had to be this way. Um, and, yeah, that's been a big thing that I've noticed too collectively is learning how to trust that just because things are being broken down does not mean that they're not being built up at the same time, right? It's like when you're you, – you could look at a house being built and you could say – Oh, they're excavating it, and, and you know the the foundation's all ripped up. Like, it doesn't look like a house is being built. Looks like everything's being destroyed. And you might be right, you know, in that process. But does that mean that the house is still not being built? No, the house is still being built. But you're just judging the process based off of the step along the way. And that's something that I feel like collectively we tend to do as a society is we tend to judge the macro process by looking at the micro process. And that is always going to be a losing mentality because we're focused on the short term instead of the long term. So one of the big themes of this season and one of the big themes of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction is breaking down the old barriers and these eclipses too and over this next year because it's a very Capricorn kind of year. Um, this last year was and this next year is still going to be as well. So it's, it's about breaking down the old systems, the long-term systems that have been in play for so long that are no longer serving us and integrating the new system. Um, it's like, how can you continue to, it, it, you know, the whole definition of insanity, it's like doing the same thing over and over again with the, and expecting different results. It's like, how can you expect a new house with a shitty-ass old foundation? You can't. It will break down again. You know, uh, you need that strong foundation. So that's what's being built. And that's what this Saturn-Pluto conjunction is really bringing us to is like Mm. breaking down the bullshit and the old system because nothing's can like if we look at the state of our world right now, like this is not a sustainable world. This is not like the systems in play, the whole capitalist kind of mainstream system that we have in play. It's not sustainable for the long term. It's meant for temporary gain temporary wealth, temporary everything, right? We have, we have debt, we have credit, we have student debt. This is not real wealth. Uh, so it's, it's like we're, everything is being broken down kind of right now to the point where we're, uh, 
we're not we're not focused on the long term and that is changing this year that's one of the big themes that is changing uh this next year so yeah that's where we're at right now and uh we're going to be kind of moving in um into over the next kind of a year or so and and beyond honestly so yeah that's the kind of main gist of uh what this saturn pluto conjunction is bringing we're it's like a uprooting that's how i've been kind of describing it to clients and people and everything it's a it's an uprooting of the um old foundation that is rotting and that is no longer um able to sustainably be uh, in place and it is a uh rebuilding of a new more sustainable structure that is um going to be more sustainable in the long term so that's really, you know, where we're at right now collectively. And it's being manifested on many levels. And a lot of people can look at the chaos. And like I said, you can judge the, the, the temporary processes. Like over this next year, there's going to be a lot of fear. There's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, worry, a lot of uncertainty, just like there was when we started this new millennium, you know, and this new uh, century. Like there, there, whenever we step into like a, a kind of new unknown time, it's always scary. It's always like, freaky it's like oh well like but we built houses this way for so long how can we ever build anything different it's like okay but how have those houses lasted right they're breaking down they're bullshit they they don't work anymore so are you going to keep doing the same thing and just say well you know it works in the short term but it doesn't work in the long term but it's what's comfortable it's what's known so this is what we're just going to keep doing it's like okay that's one way of doing it but that's the old way of doing it you know let's build new structures let's re-engineer it all let's create a new foundation let's create something that can last right we don't like nowadays if you look at like old roman and egyptian structures like they're still around they they last a lot a damn long time right even asian structures and there's there's these like padogas from like like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago thousands of years ago so it's like we're not building things in the long term and i'm using the you know the physical um metaphor or whatever as as buildings but that's kind of like a a good manifestation of how we kind of are just living as society we're we're not thinking in the long term we're not we're not planning for the long term like even when people are making money and stuff we're not we're not like it's, it's not focused on generational wealth it's focused on like temporary gain you know and that's a big problem right well that reminds me of like the structures that we used to build back in the day where like they would be they'd be building churches for 300 years at a time. And part of that too is like, to me, the the Capricorn energy that you're talking about that's really interesting is that it's not about like sticking to what we know. It's not like the traditional sense of sticking with what we know, but it's actually like, it's like saying that like there's a way to build a house and we don't have to deviate so much. And it's because the traditional way, yes, it has worked, but you know, we still have those like Aquarius sort of like progressions to it. But I feel like the Capricorn side of it, it's like there are four walls and a ceiling. And the formula is sort of the way to do it. But to a lot of degrees, you're right, Will, with the, the way that we're taking collective society, it's like there's a lot of, between the last year, and well, even 2017 to now, right? Like that's when this all this Capricorn's been going on. We've been seeing that we're all questioning that this is not sustainable. We're all understanding that this is not a mm-hmm. system that will keep going, you know? Like, and, 
And I think as 2020 progresses, we'll start having, you know, maybe especially with Uranus and Taurus now, Uranus entered Taurus between that time. There's so much earthiness that it's it's almost begging us to say, like, look at yourself, humanity. Is this mm-hmm. really where you want to go? Is this really going to take us to, you know, are we going to mm-hmm. make it to the age of Capricorn in 2000 years from now? We're just starting the age of Aquarius. Yeah. You know, we're going reverse up the mountain, you know, so we're taking our we're kind of getting rid of our symbols right now instead yeah. of bringing them down. And so in a lot of ways, you know, like it's it's this time right now that we have to like stop and we have to say like, am, is what I'm doing right now the most efficient, the most relevant, the most well thought out? Or am I just working to work? Am I just working to get a task done? Am I just doing to, you know, satisfy some status quo? Um, and the answer is most of the time, no. The answer is most of the time is that we haven't thought it out clearly enough the answer is like we have to sit down and process it and this is what the beginning of this season has felt like to me is like it's not saying to plan out all of my goals as much as it's saying to look back to take a pivot and look Mm -hmm. back at where we have yet come and to look at the traditional standings of where we're where we're at and to say like where do we wish to go forward right like that's what i see as capricorn it's not so much about just like Oh, let's go back to the traditions of things. Let's go back. You know, it's more, it's like let's look back and uh, process it, and then then we can make the necessary changes Absolutely. that we need to make. Absolutely, no, that's that's you hit the nail on the head with that one. It's it's about again. It's like it's not like we're uh, not looking at the past and just completely ignorantly moving towards the future. You know, that's not very Saturn. <laughs> Saturn is Saturn rules time. You know. <laughs> Looking at, again, long-term cycles, Saturn cycles, you know, mm-hmm. 27, 28, 29 years. So mm-hmm. these are the types of things that we got to be looking at. These are the types of things that we have to be um, focusing on, not the temporary, not that. Because, again, like w- what can look like a challenge in the temporary maybe be the best thing for us in the long term. We don't know. And that's the whole, you know, idea of some of the lessons of Saturn, too, is like, and the temporary is like, oh, oh, you better check, boy. You better check. Yep. So, uh, and that's, and we're in a Saturn ruled yep. age right now, too, with the age of Aquarius, right? So it's like there's that redefining of, of, we like everything we do nowadays is, it's almost like increasingly short term. Like our attention spans are even going oh, down yeah. with social media, with the internet, with all these new comfort uh, inventions that we create for ourselves. Like, even like the idea of Starbucks and stuff, like we get upset, you know. And take- you didn't give me my blonde roast espresso. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And exactly. And it's like there's that level of impatience that comes with it that we have to overcome. We have to be able to solve solutions that are not just like, you know, like uh, what, what will we do in the next year? It's like really like the solutions to fix things like climate change. That's not like a, yeah. you know, we don't fix it in one year. You know, we fix that over several decades you know like the, but we have to first exactly. make the decision to exactly yeah and uh, and that's the problem right it's not sustainable it's not sustainable to uh to be thinking like that like for example like age of pisces jupiter neptune kind of vibe is like what am i feeling right now you know i'm gonna do what i'm feeling right now i'm gonna do what i'm gonna pull my tarot cards out. i'm gonna pull my tarot cards <laughs> i'm gonna you know i'm gonna build st- something that looks good you know that just looks good because mm-hmm. it feels good it's like Okay, but is it going to last, you know? Is this teepee going to last in a hurricane? Hell no. You know, it's gone. It looks nice. You know, it looks great. Feels good. Gives you shelter in the moment until freaking Hurricane Katrina comes along and just, like, blows you out of the water, you know? 
or a tsunami, you know, comes along is boom, bye bye, you know. So that's the whole idea is like we're moving out of this temporary stimulation, you know, I get stimulated in the moment, and I get blah, 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 in the moment. Well, guess what? In five years, is this little bit of stimuli going to matter? No, it's not. Is this little feeling going to matter? No, it's not. We're kind of moving out of this age of like just completely acting on our feelings to now, you know, balancing that with some order, with some with some logic, with some reason. Now, people do that too far too, you know. They go too far in logic, they go too far in reason, and then all of a sudden there's no empathy and then there's no, you know, sympathy and there's no, uh, you know, empathizing and really understanding our, our fellow man. So this is what it feels like we're doing in the West, though, with our rem- like yeah. we're deconstructing our symbols, we're deconstructing our ideas of like traditional religion, because it's almost like we're looking at the, tr- the almost the Capricorn tradition of religion and saying like this is all a bunch of beliefs and fairy tales and you know a bunch of just nonsense, you know, because we're so logical about it. And yep. if you're logical about you know religious beliefs, then obviously like logic doesn't serve that no. zone so much, right? It's like that's more of a of a, a faith experience, a spiritual experience, right? And so we lose that in a lot of ways when we don't look for it, when we don't seek it out, when we don't look to climb the mountains, when we don't look to struggle. We want everything so quick and so fast and so easily accessible. And, you know, like it's even like, even thinking about loading times on a YouTube video, like oh you guys remember God. when we used to have to buffer YouTube videos? Like for that used to be the worst time. thing Yeah, ever. it was terrible. Yeah, it would just buffer, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know. Even now, I'm in I'm in Bali, and and the 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 internet connection here is like brutal. I'm in the jungle right now, so it's like extra bad over here. But um, like for example, I was uploading all these unlisted YouTube videos. By the way, Patreon got a special surprise for you guys coming uh, for the um, the upper tiers. So yeah, I'll be uploading my entire Astro Mentorship program, which is like a two thousand dollar program for free for all the Patreons. So if you want to learn astrology and you want to understand, you know, what the hell we're talking about, if you're like new to astrology and you're kind of catching a little bit of what we're talking about, but, you know, hopefully we talk pretty practically so you get it. But um, a lot of the terminology, if you're not familiar with astrology, then it's going to kind of go over your head. So if you want to learn about the planets, about the uh, the, the crosses, about the, um, the signs, about aspects, about, you know, uh, what it means to have Aries in the first house or whatever, like this is going to be uh, – going to be for you it's like breaking down the basics and we then we get into some of the more you know details and brent and i are going to uh record a final video on just seeing the chart all together because a lot of people have asked about that like i get kind of the basics but like how do i put it all together like when i look at a chart i'm still so lost and confused so we're going to record a a, a joint video on that to kind of cap it off and that'll be the final module for this uh but yeah we go into like i go into pretty much like everything really in depth and there's like little exercises and uh, pdfs and all that with that too so it's like supreme 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 value um i've been kind of like mentally meditating on how can i bring more value to the patreon crew so this is going to be it um so if you guys have been kind of like uh like you know i don't understand like what what the benefits are of joining the patreon this is it my friends get two thousand plus dollars of like basically private mentorship with yours truly plus a uh final i'm sure it's going to be like a two-hour video with me and brent uh talking about the uh how to how to piece it all together? How to read a chart as uh, one intuitively and uh, and and logically discerning different key points. So this is gonna be the shit ton of value, and yeah, it'll take you probably a couple months to finish. Um, but if you continue on Patreon, you'll have access to it for life. 
So, uh, yeah, that's just our way of uh, kind of giving back and saying thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for being a Patreon. And thank you for supporting the uh, the production of future episodes. So if you want to get in on that as early as it possibly comes out, which will be in the next couple of days, probably January 1st, um, make sure you subscribe to our Patreon and become a patron. You can go to patreon.com slash a mindful moment to uh, go and become a patron and click on the upper tier if you want access to this. Lower tiers, we'll give Brent a coffee for editing all this shit and, uh, and, um, and yeah, just, just supporting us. And then, yeah, if you're on the higher tiers, you'll get shout outs and you'll get access to some, some workshops that uh, I'll be working on as well. Plus all of that, like 12 or 13 modules of uh, the Astro Mentorship. So that's just a little fun announcement that I want to announce. So really, really, really consider um, subscribing and becoming a Patreon. Uh, one, it helps us out because we're doing this for free because we love to do it. And also, um, you get a lot of value from the uh, the full-on, you can learn how to basically read and understand and interpret the astrology, which is a, just a fun little thing that I've been meditating. I was kind of like, should I do it for this? You know, like I was going to market it as a digital course on my own uh, thing for like probably like a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks. Um, but then I was like, you know what? Nah, these people need some real value. They want to like, I want to blow them out of the fucking water. They, they, I want people to be like, Will, you are so stupid for doing this. Um, you're losing so much money. I want people to be like that because one, you guys deserve it because you're beautiful people for listening to this every month. And also I'm a crazy man. So, uh, yeah, I'm doing that for you guys. So and if you, ha- if you guys have any other suggestions of the kind of contents you'd like to see on Patreon, we are yeah, also like extra to, videos, like, we'll add open videos and workshops and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, give us your suggestions as well. You can, uh, uh send me or Brent a message, uh, on Instagram or Twitter and, uh, let us know what kind of content you, hey, I will, I'll. Part of the Astro Mentorship is also included is the uh, uh, Relationships in Astrology workshop, which is like a two-hour workshop on synastry and understanding what we're supposed to be looking at when we're looking at relationships. So that's a little fun uh, part of that as well, uh, which is uh, pretty fucking in-depth, if I do say so myself, including chart examples of myself and my lover and um, ex-lovers and then soulmate relationships and different dynamics like that. So a lot of fun, cool stuff coming to Patreon in the new year. So please consider becoming a Patreon so you can get in on all that goodness. Literally probably over like 2500 bucks worth of uh, content and all that. So, And more coming too. So that's like this is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. So that's a, our little side note, little uh, little promo. But um, yeah. Anyways, let's get back into Capcorn. Do you have any right, other announcements? So, no, I, I don't have any announcements. You covered it pretty well. All right. But... I just have yeah, one final you. announcement too. I'm I'm going to be closing up uh, most of my private readings for the new year. I'm going to be focusing mostly on uh, my new program and the podcast and you know bigger projects that I'm working on. So if you did want to book a consultation, um, please book it before New Year's Eve, uh, before January 1st, because I'm going to be closing up my schedule. But if you just happen to find this podcast after that, you can send me a DM and I can I can hook you up and we can work something out. But I'm going to be closing it up to the public pretty much. Um, almost entirely in the new year just because man needs to get real focused. I'm an Aries. I like to start things and then not finish them. So I'm focusing on like going deep into the projects that I've started. So I'm kind of eliminating most of my consultations as a distraction because that's kind of what they are. But if you want to get your 2020 overview, get some clarity for the new year and dive into uh, your chart with a professional astrologer, and this is your opportunity, send me a DM or go to 
willnicholsastrology.com slash book dash here, uh, or just go to my website, willnicholsastrology.com, and you'll find uh, my readings. You can book it all there. So yeah, and use the code new year, all caps to receive a little discount as well, because I love you guys. And I hope you guys have a beautiful, lovely new year. And it's great to start the new year off with some motherfucking clarity and uh, know exactly where you're going and exactly what's going to be hitting you. Because everything that we're talking about now, it's going to be very unique to every single rising sign. So, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot going on and there's this is a crazy year. <laughs> Frankly, it's just crazy. So anyways, that's enough uh, promotion and all that. Let's dive into the juicy goodness of what is coming up. Um, but yeah. Well, let's let's just go back for a second and talk about the eclipse that just happened because this is important because one, it's prepping us for January 10th, which is the uh, the upcoming eclipse as well, the lunar eclipse. But um, what was that eclipse like for you? Like I, I talked a little bit about what it was like personally for me. For me, what was it like for you? And then we can talk about kind of what it was like collectively. Yeah, that's a good idea. So for me, like it's been in my sixth house of like my sixth house is Capricorn. And having it, I have like this incredible like Neptune Uranus exact conjunction at 19 degrees, and this whole year has been just showing me what that really means. It, it, for me, like that the the new moon, the eclipse in that uh, in that house, what it was really showing me was how to get like my whole chart is about being super deep in the present moment, and it's showing me how to like connect with that Capricorn Saturn energy of not being so, you know, fiery and, and passionate in the moment, but using that energy as a drive over a long period of time. A lot of times what happens is like I'll, I'll like even do my daily forecast and I'll struggle sometimes to like get them out because mm-hmm. uh, some of it is like poor planning, you know, like poor planning in Capricorn in the sixth house where like that's my, you know, daily work ethic in a lot of ways, my workplace. But my workplace is not necessarily something that's, you know, got a great foundation, right? So it's been teaching me how to, uh, be a better like day-to-day planner and within the, the mission of a long period of time. And it's been showing me just a lot of ways that I kind of suck at that at the moment. Um, and at the same time, like I've, I've been a little nervous with all of this karmic energy that's been coming up uh, with like Jupiter and the sun and everything on the south node in Capricorn because I feel like even with the new moon, like I, I'm very close to my moon cycles. And when it's a new moon, I always want to manifest something, right? I always, I always want to bring something forward. But this new moon cycle, I was kind of trying to avoid that in some sense where maybe my intentions were longer than just a, like a two-week moon cycle. And so with this new moon, I was trying to sort of like manifest energy of like showing me like what my, my karmic debts are and like showing me really like what I still need to work on. Um, because I feel like if I manifest too much right now, I'm going to get a lot of natal charts with the south node in it, and I'm not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, just especially in the sixth house for me, it's just been uh, very much so about getting my uh, my work life together, something like that. More than anything, like, that's been my primary focus, you know, like, mm-hmm. just like you were talking about with the, being an Aries, I'm a Cancer, so, like, I also start projects and forget them. And yeah, Cardinal That's the thing about energy. Capricorn, by the way. Yeah, the, the Capricorn's a cardinal sign, right? And it's yeah. initiating into winter. But, you know, when you think about Capricorn initiating, you know, like, what do you really think about? Like, it, it's such a long-term thing. Like, we initiate long goals, right? It's yeah. like we initiate, like, new beginnings in a lot of ways. Well, I so, should say, too, that, like, Capricorns struggle with that, too. Like, it's not like a – it's mm-hmm. a cardinal. It's exclusive cardinal thing. It's not just a Aries or Cancer or Libra. Like, it's, it's all of them. So um, because of that, you know, we have this – 
um, we have this kind of voice inside of us that says, this is a great new idea, you know, try it out, uh, start it up, start it up, do it. But the thing with, for example, Aries is more like the heat of the moment of like, this is passionate, I feel like really, really good about this, I'm going to go all in. For Cancer, it's like, oh, this feels good, I'm going to try it out. Uh, you know, for Libra, it's like, oh, well, these people are doing it um, and it works for them. So uh, it, it'll probably work for me, too. And then with Capricorn, it's like, well, I'll show them, you know, I'll, I'm just going to do it because uh, because I want to, you know. And it's like, OK, well, right. the thing is, though, is that sustainable? And the answer is no. You know, we have to uh, mm-hmm. we have to kind of think about more sustainable practices, Capricorns included. We have to think, you know, think uh, that's why I'm I'm saying Big themes are long-term, not just because of Capricorn, because frankly, a lot of times Capricorns are just focused on the the in-the-moment achievement, and they're not necessarily focused on the long-term. But the evolved Capricorn is focused on the long-term, and that's when we're talking about more Saturn uh, in Capricorn and also Pluto, because these are longer cycles with these guys, uh, which makes, you know, uh, well, it basically just, it gives us a little bit more um, insight into, like, when we can redirect this passion or this excitement or this this desire to achieve to create to do uh with the long-term vision then we will see the results but if we're just focusing it on to either prove something or to 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 because i feel passionate or feel good in this moment um that's not thinking about the long term and that's not really sustainable so we want to think about these more sustainable um practices these more sustainable opportunities meaning that we are thinking of we're doing all this and having that that same uh, feeling and having that same, you know, passion and joy, but with the long-term vision in mind as well. And this goes for all cardinal signs. This goes for all signs because you know if you're not if you don't have a a, a macro goal of where you believe that you're going to be ending up or where you believe that you're going to be going, um, well, how do you know that in the short term you're 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 making your way towards there or away from there? You don't. You know that's why you need that long-term vision because it's like then in any moment you can kind of say, okay, is this action directing me towards where I'm desiring to go in the macro or is this stunting my development? And again, it's hard. This is a kind of delicate process because are you judging the process? You know, are you judging the, the, the steps along the way? Cause sometimes, like I said, challenges are, are disguised as, uh, you know, opportunities, I should say, are disguised as challenges. Opportunities are disguised as problems, but when you can solve those problems, um, that's when the magic happens. That's when the, flow really happens and that's when you get kind of caught into uh right. you know the magic of it all what's interesting too about capricorn is the polarity being cancer right like the polarity being like still like i this feels right to me mixed with the direction in which we move forward so there's that you know with capricorn like to truly be in the evolved capricorn to truly balance oneself it's not necessarily to do it without emotion or being too competitive but it's doing it with in a sense of like within the still realm of this feels good this feels right and almost using cancer as like the the cardinal sign of starting things along the uh the flow of things the the, the fluidity of it right because mm. you know at, it, it almost goes back into the seagoat aspect in some sense right so do you want to go ahead and jump into the uh do you want to talk about that recent eclipse on the on christmas or do you want to talk about the next upcoming cycles yeah well let's just finish off with the with the clips that just happened because um like i said it's kind of like preparing us for this next uh this next step this next journey that is uh, that we're we're being initiated into which is the new year new decade new year new saturn cycle 
new uh, a lot of new new beginnings, now new things are being created. So this last eclipse was kind of like, especially conjunct Jupiter, um, was really kind of capping off the last like two years of the nodal mm. uh, these these Capricorn eclipses, which again the last time that happened was about twenty years ago. So think about what was twenty years ago, start of the century. This is why twenty twenty is a really big year because not only mm. are are the the nodes now going into Sagittarius and Gemini. Um, they're going to kind of go back and forth for a little bit before they get really anchored in Sagittarius and Gemini and then go through them um, exclusively over the next two years. But I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> a lot of change, a lot of change with that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but all in all, um, yeah, we're, we're seeing kind of like a cap on the macro, like the 20-year cycle. But then we're also seeing a cap on the last two-year cycle which a lot of stuff has happened in the last two years, like a lot, mm -hmm. like rapidly stuff, like collectively, personally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the above. We're evolving really, really quickly societally, and um, and we're we're seeing that, and that's really what these eclipses, I believe, are are kind of setting us up with the North and South Node, North Node in Cancer, South Node in, in Capricorn, yeah. and it was it was all super tr heavily trined to Uranus and Taurus as well. Like it was all at those early degrees, like four ish degrees within that, and. I felt like this eclipse gave me so much of an awakening to my true power. It gave me so much of an awakening to um, really to, for me to be able to con connect with Neptune and Uranus in my chart, which was for that was bringing in spiritual wisdom from my like highest self, from my Uranus self, as as well as being on top of the two nodes as well. Like those, mm -hmm. like all of that together, it's like life path where I'm coming from with my you know more Uranus side. Like all of the above, it was really like it's hard to miss that eclipse. It was so so prevalent and so almost to me, it felt very uh, a little intrusive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like it was so much uh, awakening coming at once for me. Like I was just like I was I was realizing like there are so many paths that I'm still holding on to that I have to I have to say like this, these are pseudo paths, these are false paths, mm -hmm. and this eclipse was like awakening me to that specifically. Yeah. No. So. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's interesting that um, you, you mentioned that because um, I've noticed that a lot of time, like, for example, going back to Saturn uh, ruling boundaries and stuff, like, the boundaries are not just um, illusionary. Like, boundaries are real. You know, like, these speed bumps that we go through, they're real. Like, the problems, they're real. It's not like we're making them up. You know, when people complain about the problems, like, sure, some people are making up their bullshit, right? But like you're going through pain, right? You're going through these intense experiences. It's real, right? The mm -hmm. struggle is real, bruh. Like, you know, like that whole <laughs> idea, like I think that's a lot of shit if, and yeah. usually in the context that people use it, but it's true. Like, um, yeah, we have to look at the, like the, the, again, we have to be more solution oriented because of that. So it's not that the boundaries are illusionary, which would be kind of more Neptune-y, Piscean type of uh, vibe where it's like, it's like, it's like the whole. Remember that uh, video of like the the kid um, who's like screaming because he thinks he's like drowning, and then he just stands up and he realizes like he's a uh, yeah yeah. So it's a kind of kind of like that. That's more like the Neptune kind of vibe. It's like I'm drowning. Oh no, I can stand it. Okay, it's all good. I can walk on water. Um, but, You're coming uh, at me now with that. Yeah yeah. <laughs> and but um, with, with Saturn, it's, it's real boundaries. Like there's literally yeah. someone standing in your path, right? There's literally yeah. someone there. So it's like okay, you could say oh fuck, I got a problem. Like uh, uh oh. Or you could say, this is part of the path. This is what is leading me to where I need to be. Mm -hmm. I, 
I either need to take this path or I need to find a solution. Maybe I need to take this path over here. You know, maybe I need to take this path over here. You may need to right. pave a new path. You know, that's all. In, in a sense of cycles, like a lot of people like to go around the mountain, you know, instead of moving it or climbing it, there's a sense of going all the way around it. And so if we're avoiding the fact that we have to suffer, then we're only going to keep repeating those same cycles until we finally address the elephant in the room or the person in the room or whatever the obstacle or limitation or restriction or whatever boundary that there really is limiting us. We have to address it and we have to face it head on with Saturn, which means moving mountains. Yeah. Not just climbing up or in climbing them as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then going, going back to collectively and then we'll move on from this, uh, this last eclipse, but um, this solar eclipse that happened, the new moon and conjunct Jupiter, we really see um, ourselves expanding into like, okay, what is possible for us, right? What is, that's the whole cardinal energy of Gabor. It's like, what is possible? And I'm not just doing it out of the excitement. That's more Aries. I'm not just doing it out of like feelings. That's just cancer. I'm not just doing it because other people are doing it or my loved ones say it's a good idea. You know, Libra. I'm doing it because I have some kind of mission involved here. I have some kind of motivation. I have some kind of purpose. And in the same, for the same reason, that's also why I'm closing the doors on these past structures. That's also why I'm uprooting this foundation. That's also why I'm, mm. you know, letting go of all the, the bullshit that 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 is kind of that I've gone through uh, up until this point. So yeah, these are all things to think about. These are all things to um, kind of observe and analyze and um, and 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 reflect on and meditate on and. Um, Again, eclipses are not things that we're supposed to manifest with. They're not things that we're supposed to um, use to uh, to try and like control the outcome of our situations. We're riding the wave, right? We're riding the wave, and that's all we're supposed to be doing. Uh, nothing more. Um, really, like just meditating on what comes up and being present to the energy that is, you know, affecting us now, while also riding the wave just carving it because you know you can get smacked by this wave which is what a lot of people are going to have experience with with or you can carve it you know so you got to polish up those surfing skills that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> it's a good analogy honestly yeah. yeah so well you want to move into the week of the third where mars is entering sagittarius Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's going to be an interesting transit just because one of the things about mars is that it's it's such a primal such a like a hot-headed planet it's aggression it's a lot of passion like it already emits heat in whatever house it's in in your natal chart right it, it, it expands with that heat it's like in the heat of the moment right and then when it enters sagittarius that's just a whole nother layer of it right coming out of scorpio now scorpio mars and scorpio now is already about the desires Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, that's one side of it. It's about, you know, devoting ourselves to something, which in a lot of ways is being funneled into all this Capricorn energy that's happening right now. You know, like, what would you say about Mars entering Sagittarius? What does that mean to you? Um, so here's the thing. Um, 
with Mars in Scorpio. Mars loves being in Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> and we've we've had the the like this is a you know, this is a nice cycle that we've we've gone through that we've experienced. Mm-hmm. Um it's been quite beautiful. Um and uh and it's really helped us to get clear on what is important to us. Get clear on the priorities, right? Uh Scorpio they're very decisive. They're very critical thinkers. They're very, um, it's a fixed sign, right? It's fixed nature. It's like, I'm getting real dedicated on what I'm doing. For me, that's kind of been manifested as, okay, what is the shit that's important? And what is the shit that's not important? And how can I just destroy the shit that's not important, which is kind of what I've been doing here. And it's kind of been a little rocky and not going to lie as, uh, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm in another country now, halfway on the, not halfway, all the way on the other side of the world. And, um, and, and it's kind of like I'm, I'm in the process of like destroying a lot of the old habits and the old structures at play uh, while integrating all these new structures at the same time and, and getting really focused on those and not putting as much, uh, not kind of diversifying my, my energy as much. Getting really like crystal. I kind of see like Mars and Scorpio as like laser precision focus, you know, like this just, mm-hmm. just drilling. Like, you know, Scorpio will not strike unless it knows it's going to, you know hits whatever it's it's aiming at right so that's uh that's an important kind of aspect to it now when mars goes into sagittarius now we go from a fixed nature where our focus is like primarily on like one thing at a time or at least like generally one area at a time versus now mars is heading into sagittarius where it's like we're going from sniper to like machine gun here where it's like (laughs) you know like we're, we're focusing on like all these different things. So get your ducks in a line before then, my friends. Like get the priorities straight because Mars and Sagittarius brings the passion, which is great, right? And it brings that mutability, which is great because sometimes we can be a little rigid with Mars and and Scorpio, all the Mars and Scorpio natives or Scorpio dominant natives. You know what I'm talking about. Fixed dominant natives, you know what I'm talking about. I got my Mercury and Taurus, so I kind of know what you're talking about too. (laughs) But um, (laughs) that fixed nature serves us but we have to be strong and I, I just made a post about this the other day and it was like we have to be you know strong and secure like a pillar but we also have to flow you know like water so we, we have to kind of have both of those masculine and feminine you know yin yang so mars in sagittarius is going to be really good for us passion wise because it's really going to kind of magnetize us towards uh, our desires magnetize us towards our passions really you know Mars and Sagittarius, I feel like they can start and stop something at, you know, the drop of a hat. Now, that's good, but that's also, you know, you can kind of see how that's a challenge because just when things start to get hard is usually where that breakthrough point happens. And I know a lot of us have been feeling that after these eclipses where it's almost been feeling like a breakdown, you know, uh, with all this stuff, this uh, this energy and, and, and all of that. So um, it, it can kind of feel like we're at this breakdown point but it is a breakthrough point and i'm telling you that now that's why i'm saying ride these waves because if you can get through pretty much until after mid-january like and 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 be good be like you know pre not too shooken up we're all gonna be shooken up by the way we're all gonna be shooken <laughs> up right yeah, saturn pluto conjunction eclipse uranus goes direct you know a lot of new ingresses mm-hmm. and all that stuff we're gonna be shooken up but if you can stay focused, and this is going to be the challenge with Mars in Sagittarius, focus. But Sagittarius, I see the goal, I reach the goal, and then I see another 
That's their mantra. That's what they're focused on. They, they're focused on the goal at hand and then they, they go to the next goal. But the problem is you have to achieve the goal before you move on to the next goal. Okay, you have to achieve the thing that you're going after before you move on to the next thing. You can't just drop it like a like a fucking hat, you know. That's what that's what immutable signs like to do. Okay, hey, I'm Pisces rising. I know what I know what you're talking about. I'm not speaking as like a, some ignorant, you know, guy. I'm speaking from experience, my friend. So um, it's very easy to drop the the old you know goals if they're not working out and start a new one. But it's always at that breakthrough point that we really really find ourselves you know, going, uh, starting, creating. Uh, that's where the structure is important. So, so I feel like, you know, if you've been kind of leaning more towards the side of rigidity, then Mars and Sagittarius is going to loosen that up a little mm -hmm. bit. It's going to allow you some some lenience. It's going to let you flow a little bit more. And it's also going to help with the creativity, I believe, um, as well. Uh, Mars and Scorpio, it's great for, you know, goals, it can also be a little serious, you know, a little too serious. We have to have some fun. We have to laugh. We have to enjoy what we're doing. And I've noticed that in myself recently. Um, <laughs> I've got Scorpio in the ninth house. So my philosophy recently has just been so serious. I'm like, I need to integrate. I need to do, you know, just deep shadow work. <laughs> well, you know, still enjoying work. us. Oh, yeah, all this stuff, right? The occult <laughs> stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I've been I've been kind of focusing probably a little too much on 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 the serious side of that. Which is important, by the way, because I'm a little goofy sometimes, so I I, I need that. But um, it's going to be nice. Mar Mars and Sagittarius is going to be nice. Uh, it's going to be kind of like just just a loosening of the uh, the, the binds. We're going to feel a little bit more like ah, we can relax. And then right after that, Mars goes into uh, well, not right after that, but a little while after that, Mars heads into Capricorn, and that'll be nice because Mars is exalted in Capricorn. I can't wait for that. That's going to be beautiful. Yeah, it's exalted Oh, my there. God. That's going to be nice. Yeah. So I, I'm actually expecting that. That's going to be the more exciting. Sagitta Mars and Sagittarius is going to be quick. We're going to feel it. It's going to be very quick. It's going to be like right. in, out. We're going to have a lot of fun during it. But, you know, it's going to be quick. So we have to, uh, again, be mindful of what is important, what is not important, and finish mm -hmm. what you start. Finish what you start. Uh, because especially the stuff around the eclipses, like – Again, it's not good to necessarily start things or end things around eclipses, but that just happens. The universe will kind of just select that for you of what needs to end and what needs to be started around that time. But you right. can't. That's the unexpected that's nature. That's the unexpected of it. nature. Yeah, that's the spontaneous nature of it, which is also why you shouldn't try and control it because, again, you don't know the big plan here, right? You don't know the, 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 the big macro plan of what's going on here. So that's, that's just kind of important to recognize um, as we get into this so yeah do you have anything else to add to the mars and sagittarius or the only thing that i can think about with mars and sagittarius is like me trying to avoid being like really extroverted and being very social and like you know as soon as someone's like hey do you want to go out and get some drinks i'm like yeah i'm already i'm already drinking let's go get some more drinks you know it's like that's what he, that's what you're talking about with like the when i think of sagittarius i think about all of the um just like the passionate the desires of the moment and like I think it's so interesting that Mars is actually exalting Capricorn because to me, I think about Mars being the present moment and I think about Capricorn being sort of the future in a lot of ways. And so when they come together, they make like a, a nice balance that helps us to like be kind of future oriented where I don't think Sag Mars and Sagittarius is going to be very future oriented. It's just a transit of fun almost. It's a transit of like letting loose a little bit because we have so much Capricorn going on and especially right around the time of the eclipses too, like you know it'll help us to flow a little bit more yeah without having to be so like 
I have to have my five year plan in order exactly like uh-huh. Mars and Sagittarius is like, like oh, whatever. Like let's like yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, true. I've been in that mode. That's why I'm I'm laughing at this. So yeah, yeah, I've been in that mode too. I've been feeling so much of the Capricorn energy this whole year, and especially at the end of it, where it it feels sometimes a little bit like it's like kind of like the dry humor of Capricorn, but more or less like it's it's so rigid to me that it. Right um, I'm not used to being this grounded. I'm not used to being this earthy. I'm so much more watery and airy uh-huh. and fiery, and having all this Capricorn, it's just like what's going on, you know? Yeah, and and so, remember like. Again, it's like kind of like Big Daddy Saturn's going to come and spank you if you haven't been, uh, you know, doing that. So it's felt like pressure's on, man. Pressure's on. So I've been yeah. feeling that like end of the year. Yeah. It's like pressure is fucking on, bro. You want to set yourself up for the next year with like <laughs> success and drive and, and purpose or you want to continue to be in like a little bitch, you know. So that's where I'm at. I've been at and I'm been like, you know, yeah, obviously too. I've been a little bit completely hard on myself because of that. So it's important to uh, to have that moment. I think that yeah, Mars and Sagittarius, I like that you said that it's very like kind of more humorous, more relaxed, more more funny and mm-hmm. more uh, more engaged. I I need that to be honest. I've been like I need it too. Yeah, right? I've been a little too stressed. <laughs> Even though I'm I'm like in surrounded by like jungle and this, I'm always like, what's next? You know, I got a five year plan, yeah. like ten year plan, like <laughs> gotta think of the long term. Like you know, what am I doing? Like, uh, do I want, do I have kids when I'm when I'm like a thousandaire? No, I want to have kids when I'm a millionaire, billionaire, bitch. Like you know, so like I've been right. uh, just in that in that drive mode, which is good, guys. Like, don't think that this is mm-hmm. bad because it's not. But it is when it's not balanced with um, like alignment, you know, that's all that it is. If that is your state when you're in alignment. And by the way, sometimes that's my state when I'm in alignment and I fucking love it. Like I love it. I thrive <laughs> in it because it, it, if I if I don't have that, then I'll be too disorganized that I won't be able to, you know, um, I won't be able to, to go. I won't be able to focus i won't be able to to actually do it i'll be too like uh, roses mm-hmm. and flowers and all this stuff you know along the way so i need those to have those moments of, of balance and that's kind of my like my own little ebb and flow of life it's like i'll have moments of like just fun and and and, and that and then i'll have moments of like hardcore like hustle and that's where i'm at because i have been kind of like slacking while i've been in bali so i have like all this work to catch up on it's like the end of the year and new year's eve and blah, you know this is why we're doing the podcast so damn late and so yeah well that's one of the things about capricorn to me that uh, has been standing out it's like if you find that you're like laying in bed all the time and you're like being lazy it's probably because you don't have good goals and if you don't have a goal capricorn's just like whatever you know yeah. capricorn doesn't work unless you have like the mission right like it's that's true. the thing like even especially with like moon and capricorns i find that like to be able to inspire your emotions, you need to have something that you're working at. Like, Will, you just have too many things that you work at all the time. I know. So you always have something to work on, right? I so, know, but, but that's a problem. Don't. But that's a problem too, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, sure, yeah, I don't have the problem of uh, of people with zero goals, but I, I have the problem of too many goals where like, it's like now I need to, you know, now I need to like get really clear on like, okay, what is important here? What's the most important and how can I achieve that first? Mm. And then all these other goals, they'll, they'll fall into place. And I, you know, for me, this year, this year has been a really big year of learning how to trust. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie, this eclipse, this last eclipse has been really hammering that last lesson home because it's like, boy, if you don't trust walking into 2020, you're going to be fucked. So it's like now it's like, you know, you got to get ready, boy. You got to get ready. You got to get like in it, you right. know, like committed to the long-term vision. Because that's the thing for me is it's like, 
it's not working out in the short term. I'm like, oh man, it's not fucking working out in the short term. I'm like, you know, I'm like, what, what, like, then I, I lose the, the passion. I lose the momentum. I'm a manifesting generator. I need to keep that generating, you know, energy going, you know, otherwise it's just like going to this like sloth mode and that's like isolation and it's not good. So, and that's where I get into the, the latter side of where people that you see a lot of that aren't accomplishing much in life, they're, they don't have any goals. And it's like, you're, they're just existing or they work through the like nine to five and they come home and watch Netflix and they, you know, do all that stuff. I'm not saying that's bad because each to their own, but again, it's not sustainable, right? It's not sustainable in the long term. We have to create more sustainable practices. So like if I'm going to hammer one thing home from this podcast for you coming into 2020, it is that you need to set sustainable goals for the future. It cannot be just focused on the short term. Right. And that's one thing that um, I've been really working on and I've struggled with in the past for a long time, like of not trying to set, you know, how easy it is to focus on the short term. You know how easy it is to look at the reality around you and say, oh, my God, I got a lot of things to fix about this. I got a lot of things to, you know, do. I got a lot of things to, you know, it's it's much more challenging to uh, to to focus on the long term and, and kind of disregard what is here now and say it doesn't fucking matter because where I'm going matters. That's what matters. You know, I'm going in the future and I'm going to just remove all the barriers that, that, that kind of are associated with it. I'm going to focus 100% on, you know, this next, uh, this next chapter because that's where I'm going and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is where I'm going. And that's the level of certainty that you must have if you are to uh, accomplish your goals and if you are to feel you know, successful, right? Mm-hmm. I also find that when you actually align with your your real purpose, your truest purpose, all the other goals that you have fall away. Like you're saying, like either they fall away or they fall into place. Like yeah. you're saying, like there's one specific goal that is more noble, more calling to you than any other goal. And when you find it and you, when you really like see it, when you have that glimpse of it, there, this is what Capricorn is looking for at the top of the mountain. Like, this is the reason why, as soon as you see that goal, like, everything else is unimportant. And so Capricorns are kind of like, they're not, they're like no bullshit policy because they're like, I don't have time to waste mm-hmm. because I am so focused on my goal. I'm so driven by what's at the top of the mountain. I don't care what's at the bottom of the mountain any longer. Right? Yeah, Which and I don't petty, care about where I like, came from. I feel like a lot exactly, of people are yeah. focused on the struggle of like, it's like, Okay, you can focus on the struggle of where you came from. You can focus on the struggle of what you see in front of you. Or you can say, I know where I'm going and I'm going there. And that's it, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is where I'm headed. This is where I'm going. And that's it. You know, that's hard to do, by the way. It, like I'm not. Like that, I'm uh, not saying this like I'm a fucking expert at this. I'm not saying this like I'm a. I'm a. I'm a wizard. I'm a guru here on Instagram teaching you how to do this. Like to to the no. Like I'm not, I'm not even there yet. You know, I'm, I, 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 like I'm getting there, but I'm, I'm still progressively realizing my dream. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. yeah, this is that's the nature of also like studying astrology is that as yes. we study it, we get to learn the archetypes that much better. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of the uh, that SpongeBob episode where he's like, "I'm already halfway there, halfway there." You know, yeah. it's like part of that. It's just like he's like gone before you can even start the race. That's kind of what Capricorn feels like to me. It's like mm-hmm. you can work in six months. What people can do in like three years, two or three years, if you work diligently, you can and do it in literally enough. one like, month. People, people like you can do it in one month. Literally. Yeah, that's right. 
Like people, people neglect to realize the power of focus and the power of persistence, mm -hmm. you know, very, very important right. to achieving uh, goals. And that's again, why Saturn rules time. That's why Saturn rules time. Good things take time. There, like there's that, you know, that's an old ass proverb and it's true. Like, uh, and, it, it, and I, I don't necessarily believe that good things take time, but I, I understand the meaning of it as if you don't consider that good things take time um, and you just expect the instant results, you're always going to be disappointed. Always, always, right. always, always. Right. Good things take time because even if you achieve it in a short amount of time, which generally if you have that mindset, you will achieve it a lot quicker than you would if you didn't have that mindset. Um, but good things take focus and dedication and to master that takes time. Like that's not an instant overnight process. Sometimes it's not just that it's your creation that takes time, but a lot of the time there is a divine timing to the universe that allows things to happen mm. and allows things to open up. And and even within Capricorn, like sometimes we we like to believe that you know we are greater than the divine timing of the universe, and we lose you know we lose faith in the universe, and we're like, well, Fucking if it hell. won't deliver it to me, I'll go get it. Yeah, and you know, and like. Like there's a there's a there's a good part to that and then there's a bad part to that. You know, the good part is like yes, you can get it. The bad part is like maybe you weren't supposed to get it that soon or something like that. And and what happens is like we we force things that uh, otherwise would have happened maybe in a different way than we thought that they would. Yeah. So, you know, trust the divine timing of the universe, you know? Like if you ask for something and you're trying to manifest towards something, you know, even if you have that like one month goal, like maybe it takes two just because of the divine nature of the universe, you know, like maybe it takes three. Exactly. You know, and, and it, it's still having faith that you will get it. It's already yours at the time of your conception already of the idea. Yours. It's already yours. And uh, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, good, good things. Man, that was that was good. That was fire. Wow. I just need to. That was, that was some good stuff, bro. That was some good stuff. <laughs> so. Straight up. Thank you. I appreciate that. So let's talk. Let's keep going with these transits just a yeah. little bit. Let's talk a little bit about um, we could talk about it on the 9th, January 9th. There's a the sun conjoins Mercury right before the day, January 10th of the e of the eclipse. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things happening, like right at the same time of the eclipse. So like we said, on January 1st, Mars enters Sagittarius. So Mars will be in Sagittarius. January 9th, the sun is going to be right next to Mercury. So there's a fluidity, especially in natal charts. If you have like a sun conjunct your Mercury, there's a lot of uh, potential for you to just be able to fluidly express your personality without having to think about it so much. It's like they're right next to each other and it, it comes out like that. And so with the sun and Capricorn, like what are we going to be describing? It's like we're going to be <laughs> describing the eclipse. I bet a lot of people will be verbalizing the, the day of energy of the eclipse. And, you know, they're going to probably be saying things like, this was so unexpected today. This happened, you know? So like there's a theme of just like being in tune with what's going to be happening. So like riding the wave, carving the wave partially is being aware in the moment that the wave is happening and then, you know, flowing with it, not, you know, necessarily like, um, like you won't, I don't feel like it would be as hard to try to figure out like what's going on. I feel like it'll be a burst of knowledge that's coming through. Um, in a lot of ways it's going to show us like where, our methods that we're trying, our new ideas that we're trying are going to fail. Mm -hmm. And this, you know, because it's going to show us like there's a foundational way to do certain things. There's a foundation, there's a, a tried and true methodology. And this eclipse, I believe is really going to highlight that. Uh, and even the same day, uh, Uranus stations direct as well. Yep. Uranus and Taurus. Yep. Yeah. What are you going to say? Uh, no, I was just going to say that 
you know, this is like the kind of always whenever you're, you're kind of trying to dissect eclipses, you want to look at a few days before and a few days after. And then you also want to look mm -hmm. at the matching eclipses because most eclipses are in pairs. So you kind of want to look at, you know, one's the ebb, one's the flow, one's the, the, the start, one's the end or, or vice versa. And also you want to look at the houses that your eclipses are in uh, because that is really going to show what areas of your life. And if they're touching any personal planets, for example, like if the last eclipse, if you had any planets from pretty much zero to seven degrees, you're going to be hit hard, in, especially in the cardinal sign. So, um, yeah, cardinal energy in zero to seven degrees, that last eclipse is going to be boom. And then for this upcoming eclipse, if you have any planets from like pretty much 15 to 30 degrees, um, you know, that's going to be pretty potent. Probably 15 to, to about 25 degrees uh, to, to kind of be like really hit. But honestly, within pretty much 30 degrees of a cardinal sign, you're going to feel it. Right, you're definitely gonna feel it. Like that's gonna be right over top of my what's it gonna be? My Venus, my uh, my Sun. Uh, so that's gonna be pretty wild, real wild might. Yep. <laughs> so that's gonna be squaring all um, that. I think it's nice because it it'll finally help me to really deeply understand that I have that perfect like 19 degree Neptune Uranus and Capricorn mm. conjunction. It's literally like exact. Like yeah, maybe a dude, few that's gonna be off. wow. That's gonna be like opposing. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that eclipse is gonna be opposing all that. And it's all yeah. And then my Mercury's in Cancer at 19 degrees also, so it's True. perfectly opposed to that as well. That's so a wild like, dynamic going on. Yeah, it is I'll just, just in general my chart <laughs> but yeah uh, for sure and uh check out my daily forecast uh at yes, alchemist paulo, at on alchemist on paulo. <laughs> every day january this man is a hustler i have to say that that's for sure so yeah thank you um so okay so so you said a few days after this eclipse so like what what do you see a few days before during it and a few days after like what are the themes that we're looking at okay well this one's interesting because a few days before we have yeah, we have the sun conjoins uh, Mercury. Then we have Uranus goes uh, direct on the same day as the eclipse, 20 degrees exactly, oh, by so the way, I should say, 20-0-0, Cancer. Oh, wow. Um, and then two days later, we have the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. <laughs> and then... It's incredible. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> we have... Uh, Venus enter Pisces the next day after that. So it's like all within yeah. a three-day span. So we have this like huge shift of like literally. So this is like, and I think it's very symbolic. One, because it's a full moon and full moons are very kind of um, symbolic of releasing. But again, eclipses are like the wild card. You can't be like, it's not a regular full moon. It's not a regular new moon. If it's a solar eclipse or a lunar eclipse. It's kind of like the spontaneous. Sometimes uh, lunar eclipses are beginnings. Other times solar eclipses are uh, endings, you know, and so on and so forth. So we have a lot of uh, – there's a lot of wild cards that are, are kind of playing here. Um, so it's important to consider that when right. coming into this eclipse. But what I did want to say is that cancer – it really represents mother. It represents mother matter, the divine mother, and all of that. So, because of that, we have to uh, we have to understand that this is, in a sense, a birthing process. And if we think about the archetype of birth, birth is not painless, my friends. You know, birth is rather painful. Okay, especially the one birthing it. 
Um, and uh, even to the one being birthed, you know, it's, it's kind of a little painful mm. and uncomfortable because we're leaving this comfort zone and we're stepping into this very, you know, discomfort uh, experience and, and, and feeling. So all things considered, this birthing process, especially if you have, you know, pretty much 15 to 30 degrees of a cardinal sign, it's going to be really, really potent for you uh, in understanding, um, one, the area that's being birthed and also where uh, where kind of new foundations are being laid. Um, it is said in esoteric traditions when we incarnate, our first incarnation is through the energy of cancer. So cancer is the, the mother, it is the womb, it is the, uh, the nurturing essence. It, it kind of holds us in that divine space. It, it, it nurtures us. It's that gentle womb space. So we need to consider, especially this is like two days before the freaking Saturn-Pluto conjunction. So like, we need to consider the fact that one Saturn-Pluto conjunction is endings, and then two days before is, is beginnings and births. You know, for some of us, it is endings, right. and we have to again. It's like look. That's why I really suggest you either learn astrology or you get a uh, consultation with a, a, a professional astrologer because this is very, very specific, um, especially this year. So you know, you can hit up Alchemist Baller or myself or any other uh, great astrologer. I've got some great students that do readings as well. So you know, hit us up. Uh, because there's nothing like going, getting someone professional to, uh, to navigate your chart with you. It's one thing to Google cafe astrology, but it's bullshit. and won't tell you anything about your, uh, it won't tell you anything about Saturn Pluto conjunction in the, in the house and, and on all that and what that'll mean for you in the macro sense. So, right. Well, do you also see on the 12th when Saturn conjoins Pluto, that Mercury also conjoins Pluto at the same time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like like Mercury Mercury's is right in the middle there, right, 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 right yeah. there. Yeah, so yeah, let me. Do you know the degrees? You have the chart pulled up. Uh, let me pull up the chart right now. But uh, Saturn can join Pluto with Mercury at the same exact degree. I mean, it's got to be close, right? It's got to be like yeah, it's right like up one in there, degree like... uh, when that's happening. So it's like one degree away. Pluto's on, uh, Mercury's on the other side of that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Mercury's like directly squaring my sun sun during that transit. So that's huge. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the so so let's talk about the uh, Saturn Pluto conjunction. Then we can go back to the the eclipse and kind of I think pretty pretty much you know cap it off with that. But um okay okay Saturn Pluto conjunction, like I said in the beginning, restructuring reorienting. Uh, like we're seeing collectively how that kind of usually manifests is, I mean, by the way, this all has not happened since like, uh, what is it, like 15, 18 or something stupid like that. So uh, since the last time Saturn and Pluto were conjunct in Capricorn, uh, which is like the start of the bubonic plague, by the way. So uh, that's like, that's just another interesting thing to think about. Uh, but yeah, so the major themes of this whole year moving forward, and a lot of this is started due to the fact that Saturn and Pluto are conjunct in Capricorn, uh, so this is why I'm 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 stating this, and so it's not just doesn't it, like it really does have to do with the whole season ahead. So we're going to see a lot of restructuring of financial, governmental, religious systems. Again, we're going to start to build the long term projects. I'm thinking three to 10, 20 years plus. Uh, I also believe that we're going to see the beginning stage of a bear market with Jupiter um, conjunct the South Node. So. Last time that happened, we had the stock market crash of 2008, just saying. Mm -hmm. uh, so anytime Jupiter, which usually rules a collective finances, money, touches a self node, which is karma, debt, uh, and hidden you know, expenses, hidden things, 
we kind of seen some problems collectively for that. And we've been in a bull market for a long time and, you know, we just kind of been waiting for this crash to happen. So uh, that's just a little side tangent. But, um, yeah, we're going to see a we're going to see a lot of increased exposure. And we've already kind of seen that with uh, Saturn and Pluto kind of in Capricorn, increased exposure of uh, collective corruption where like now like the before it was just the conspiracy people that were about this. But now it's like, no, no, no. This is like facts. With WikiLeaks, with more uh, mainstream sources actually starting to, you know, like like private news sources and and, uh, and, and independently funded news sources and uh, technologies like blockchain where, like, we can just – everything is open now. Everything is transparent. There's, there's less secrecy. There's less illusion of, like, that whole age of Pisces stuff. There's more – you know, and technology is being a big forefront, which is, you know, Aquarius kind of rules technology in that sense, too. So I think that's interesting as well. Uh, but, yeah, we're seeing a lot more exposure of, of uh, just the corruption of the governmental, financial, religious institutions. Um, and we're, we're realizing how fucked up it all is. And I think that's a big, you know, a lot of uh, the stuff that we will see in regards to the Saturn-Pluto uh, conjunction is we're going to see a lot of that old structures being dismantled like where I, I believe that we're going to really see the church uh like the, the the vatican kind of start to really dissolve is already kind of starting now but we're going to really see mm. that start to be dissolved over the next year a lot of government corruption we're also going to see kind of like start to begin to be dissolved and uh the financial stuff right with all the student debt brent and i were talking about this before you know we, we were saying 2008 was the, the the market uh was was due to the the, the housing market this, I don't believe it's going to be the same thing because, you know, I don't think that we've learned that much, to be honest. Like, people are still mortgaging no, no, like crazy not. and it's it's pretty stupid. But um, And we've had the lowest interest rates on mortgages in the longest time ever. So, But that is actually not a great thing in the long term due to the fact that uh, we have all the student debt. We have like hundreds of thousands of student debt. It's easier to get a student loan for like – 100k than it is to get a 20k business loan so that's a big problem uh and that we're gonna see a lot of a lot of uh shit being uprooted from that and we're gonna also see a lot of it's not just destruction right and i think i think a lot of people are kind of fearing this uh conjunction it's not just destruction a lot of new uh like i said new foundation new beginnings new structures new systems are going to be in play where we're going to be a lot we're a lot more globally collect connected than we've ever been ever in history and that's got a lot of benefits. We now can all see what's going on. Even when the news tries and shuts us down, you know, like, for example, there's a lot of crazy fucked up shit going on in China right now, Hong Kong protests in, in uh, mm. Palestine in, in, in Iran and in, in Egypt, it, like all over the world where it's not getting mainstream CNN news coverage. But guess what? With Twitter, with social media, like we're still all connected to that. We're still all plugged into that. And perhaps, yeah, I know it's not like that popular because they do a damn good job at, you know, fake news and all that bullshit. But um, but we're still seeing that that kind of uh, come come more to light. I also really see that uh, this is going to really bring a lot more focus on um, and popularity on more environmental awareness too. Capricorn is an earth sign. And think about it with yeah. uh, Uranus as well. Yep, Uranus and Taurus, which is going to very much be focused more on collective shift towards how we are treating our environment. One thing I've noticed here in, in Bali, and I think it's interesting because it's very different from the West, is that um, all the structures, even though they're man-made structures, even though they're, you know, and they're beautiful, a lot of very, the architecture here is incredible, but they, they incorporate nature into everything. Like there's like, there's uh, like I saw a patio the other day that was like literally um, built around a tree, you know, like we don't, we don't have that here uh, in the, in the West. We don't, we like really, really don't like, unless you custom make it and design it yourself, 
we, we, you, you don't, you don't see that. So, um, you know, we're going to be seeing more and more of that where we're just, we're, we're learning how to commune with nature on a deeper level. We're learning how to kind of flow with it all on a deeper level. And, uh, also we're going to just really kind of identify and perhaps strengthen both personal, collective and relationship, uh, the limitations, meaning that like, well, what does it mean to strengthen limitations? It means we need to be aware of our weaknesses in order to strengthen them. We need to be aware of our limitations in order to strengthen them. So a lot of awareness on our limitations is going to not only um, personally, but collectively, like how weak and how much control, uh, you know, the governments have, you know, they're trying to, I don't want to get too uh, Alex Jones on us here. They're trying to basically eliminate (laughs) the, and it's been a new uh, thing I've seen pushed by the New York Times and LA Times and some of the big media corps is uh, basically the elimination of of personal property, meaning that you just lease, you don't own anything uh, anymore. And that's a problem because, um, sorry, if you're just leasing from the government and the government owns everything, well, you don't have any say anymore. You don't have any rights. They can uh, basically take that back as soon as possible. And for Canada, it's a little bit different. Not really, though, because technically the queen, if she wanted to, she could take back any of the property that anybody owns in Canada, which is fucked up. But um, that is pretty fucked up. Yeah. 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 So, but in America, you, you don't own anything. Like, uh, America owns it all. America's a corporation, they own it all. So, that's another thing. And uh, again, I don't want to get too Alex Jones on us here. <laughs> but we're. But, but you're right, though. That's a big theme of this Saturn it is. and Pluto conjunction. It, it's Capricorn, just being aware yeah. of the corruption and being aware of the, the, the power struggle, the power plays at home. You know, the, the because. If we're not, if we're not, we're not aware of who's really in control. You're not in control. You know, we a lot of times people think we have freedom and, and freedom of speech and all this. Facebook's deplatforming people. Twitter's deplatforming people. Social media is like we could be. I could be deplatforming. Brent and I were talking about this before. Like one of my main goals over the next year is to really bring people on my own platform, which is you know basically an email list, which is kind of shitty if that's our own platform. But I know there's, especially I feel like in the age of Aquarius, there's going to be more social media platforms that are for creators, meaning that you would own yep. the uh, the connections that you have instead of like, for example, I don't own any of my followers. And I'm not saying I own the people. I mean, I own the followers. Like I own your right to follow me. I don't own that. Instagram does. Instagram says, mm-hmm. you know, 14,000 people are allowed to follow Will Nichols. Um, and if we decide that we don't want them to, they can do that. You know, they can just cut, cut me out Unfortunately. and, uh, and silence. Well, that's, <clears throat> that's the thing about this, uh, this Jupiter and Capricorn for 2020 and beyond. Like if we look back at the past 10, the decade that we came from, it used to be really difficult to, to have like Shopify websites. It used to be really difficult to have your own website. I mean, more so than it is today. It's like the ease of access of getting into a platform has increased by so much and even with Jupiter and Capricorn right now, like people are looking to chase their goals and align with the things they want to do and to put themselves out there and put the hard work in there to make sure that it happens. The thing that we need to also be aware of, similar to the financial crisis, is like the abundance of creators out there. So if you're looking to be a creator in you know the next decade, the thing that you need to worry about is is not like if you can be on there or maybe even what content you'll have. But it's the level of quality of content that you're putting out. Mm. Are you just putting out like, you know, reposting really crappy astrology memes? Mm-hmm. Or are you actually making content that people want to see that adds value, that is 
something that is that will never not be a thing that adding value will always bring demand Mm-hmm. And if you're just like giving something that a thousand other people are also giving, it's like it's like opening a McDonald's. It's like there's a McDonald's on every block. Do you know? Like the the thing is like if you open a quality restaurant, then you can compete with McDonald's. You know, and so that's the same aspect with the online businesses that we have for 2020. Like only I can only imagine the next decade of platforms that come out. You know, yeah, it's gonna be. It, it really is exciting because we think of like it is very Instagram's been the biggest platform for a long time. Like longer than any other platform, even longer than Facebook, you know. So mm. I mean, they're owned by Facebook, so I guess Facebook's technically been the longest platform forever because they just <laughs> hop on one train to another. But um, so yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what what's going to come next out of this uh, out of this all. But anyways, um, yeah, just just considering everything that we said, um, and also the fact that Uranus goes direct the same day of that eclipse. Let's go back to the eclipse because we talked quite a bit about the Saturn Pluto oh. conjunction. But the, the next eclipse is, again, it's technically the final eclipse of, tw- of 2019 because it's the final set, right? Eclipses are usually in sets. Uh, every now and then they're not. Like, usually we either have five or four or six. So this is our sixth eclipse of 2019. It's happening in 2020, in the fir- and that's how we're starting off. So it's kind of like, and again, I think it's kind of funny that cancer rules, you know, uh, matter. It rules the, the familiar. It rules all of that. So... Um, we're kind of starting the year off on a familiar tone, but we have this option. Do we go back to the same comfort zone and the same structure that that we kind of created for ourselves that's comfortable and that feels good? Or do we say, you know what? I want something different. I want to create something better. I want to emerge into something better. And yes, that's scary. Yes, that's new. But I'm going to take that breath. I'm going to take that first step forward. I'm going to step into this new birthing process um, which again, it's scary. It's terrifying. You know, it's going to make you feel, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. But, um, can you trust, can you trust that you are always like, even when babies are born, they're not disconnected from their mothers. We are always connected to our mothers. We are our mothers. We are, we are, we are a manifestation of our mothers, you know, in, in a new conscious, different body, different form. We are our mothers. So just because we're emerging into this new territory of the unknown does not mean that we're ever disconnected from source does not mean that we're ever disconnected from who we are and where we've been right we're always going to be connected uh to 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 where we've come from and where we've been and 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 also where we're headed you know so don't ever um don't ever feel like you are disconnected from that because i it's going to be uncomfortable guys it's going to be very uncomfortable and, it, and many times it can feel like we're not being supported we're not going to be, uh, we're not, we're not comforted because when we leave our comfort zone, it's cold, it's dark, it's terrifying, it's scary, it's, it's new, you know, it's that, that whole aspect of the unknown, it's like, oh, it's so terrifying, but it's also exciting, you know, it's also so exciting, throwing ourselves into the unknown, trusting that I will be guided, I will, I will trust in the, in the process of, of life, I will trust in my own creation. Um, I was getting a, mas- uh, a beautiful, I don't want to brag or anything, but I was getting a beautiful three hour massage the other day, uh, for, that was our Christmas gift that my, my girlfriend and I gave each other and, um, beautiful, beautiful massage. And it was like the, the longest massage I'd ever had was like an hour. So this was like two hours of full body massage, and then nice foot massage and a, and a back massage. It was incredible. So again, this is the beautiful, deep, you know, hot stones and all that, all the whole nine yards. It was fucking great. 
And I recommend everybody do more body work because that's one thing that I realized while I'm over here. I'm like, I don't do enough of this stuff. And I felt like years of tension being released. And I'm like, this is insane. So Reiki is is not even good enough. You need the physical, like work those muscles, get a massage, get, get you know, some kind of physical therapy. It's incredible. Anyways, um, even acupuncture is, is really good too. So, um, mm-hmm. but so I was getting this massage and, and I get, get like after the first like hour, I get into this like trance like state, you know, I, I can get into these states pretty easily. I've studied shamanism. I, I know how to get into that, you know, those low delta theta states. So I'm getting into this and then all of a sudden I um, get this vision from the god Vishnu, who is like a big god here. It's very Hindu culture here in Bali. And I'm wearing these bracelets um, and it's it's got three colors, black, uh, red, and white. And one color symbolizes Brahma, one color symbolizes Vishnu, and the other co- color symbolizes Shiva. And these are the three uh, main gods and they one is for protection, one is for blessings, and the other is for regeneration. So, um, But uh, Vishnu rules uh, preservation. So I, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is obviously because there's, there's a point here. I'm not just rambling. So Vishnu rules preservation. And, and he came to me in, in, uh, in, while I was having this massage. And he, 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 you know, he has all the arms, right? He's got the four or five. I don't even know how many arms. A lot. Too many arms. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's just the thing that he kept repeating in, in my mind's eye was dance with your creation. Dance with your creations. You dance with your creations. Don't fight your creations. You know, you can make fists. Or you can flow, you know. You can you can you can fight it, or you can dance with it. And it's like fighting creates resistance. Resistance creates problems. Dancing creates movement, and movement creates solutions. And you know, and and uh, and uh, so that that was the big kind of message that would just repeated and burned into my brain was just dance with your creation. And everything is your creation, by the way everything every obstacle that you come across every problem and then he you know he would kind of just run through uh, these issues in my mind or like moments of resistance and he'd be like see this it's your creation dance with it you you've been fighting it you know dance with it and and i'm like ah oh, damn it you know <laughs> so i'm like in that he was just like picking me apart i was like oh my god this guy's you know nuts so i never had an experience with vishnu or anything any of the really hindu gods before so that was a very empowering experience and then the final thing um he said to me in this vision was you have two hands but there are always more hands available to you to help you at any time there are divine hands and there are the hands of those around you ask for help you know be be comfortable asking for help asking for the support and i think that's something that is and the reason that i'm bringing this up is because um i've noticed that one us cardinal signs hate asking for help uh fixed signs also hate asking for help but Fixed signs, if they have a set mission on something that they need to achieve and they know that they need help, they'll ask for help because they, they just know that it's supposed to happen. Mutable signs have, usually have no problem asking for help. Um, but cardinal signs, you know, we like to do things ourselves. We are the initiators. We like to be the leaders. We like to just do it ourselves. So, you know, that was a big thing for me and to, to humble myself and not be so prideful and say, I don't need help. It's like, no, you can you can use the help. You can especially, you know, just decide where you want to use your hands and then decide where other hands are needed and delegate accordingly. And a big, big theme of this next year for me is, is really mastering delegation and learning how to handle the things that I can handle and delegate the things that I can't. So, um, yeah, the, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because a lot of times, especially Capricorn dominant people, for all you Caps listening, it's difficult to ask for help and it's difficult to um, dance with your creations. It's much easier to fight with them. It's much easier to resist. It's much easier sometimes to 
um, you know, get caught up in so caught up in the process that it has to be this way. And uh, if it's not this way, I'm doing something wrong, or I'm, 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 you know, there's there's a problem here. And um, when we can flow, when we can ride these waves, these eclipse waves, this Saturn Pluto conjunction, and this whole next year, we can ride these waves and dance with our creation. And we, when we can also ask for help and also recognize that we're always supported by the loving hands of the divine. We are never not supported. We are always supported by it. We can, it's easier to trust when we know that it's easier to trust. Like it's difficult. If you, if you have had a problem in the past or continue to have problems trusting, it's difficult to try and just pretend to trust or trying to convince yourself to trust. It's a lot easier to first convince yourself that you're always supported, that you're always, you always have, and first start with the physical. You always have friends that you can call on. You always have people that are, are here to help you out. You always have, you know, there's always another option. There's always an additional step. There's always a different pathway. So you always have another option. And then once you start getting used and more comfortable and more familiar with that, it's like, okay, well, what's next from there? You know, what, it, it, now I can start to trust because if I know that I'm comforted, if I know that I have the security net, the safety net of friends, of family, of, of the divine, of, of, of God, of, of, of my partner, of whoever, then it, it makes it easier to trust. So, uh, you know, it, as someone who has struggled with, with trusting uh, others to help me because I feel like I can do everything myself the best and I don't trust anybody other to do it at the level of contemplation, uh, I guess, what would that be? What would the word be for that? competency uh, uh, th that I do, um, learning to trust that, no, it, it, they won't do it the exact same way that I will, but it'll get done. And that's what matters, right? I, I want this objective. And perhaps the how that happens is not, it's not ever, by the way, how we think it's going to happen. But as long as the why gets done, you know, why does it matter? We're not that smart. You know, my mentor always says that, you know, you're really not that smart. <laughs> so don't think you know everything because you don't. You're not that smart. And uh, and I think that's kind of a good way of, of, of looking at, you know, if we feel like resistance, if we're coming into resistance, especially after these eclipses or the Saturn-Pluto conjunction or all this craziness that's going on in Capricorn season to kind of set the tone for the season ahead, um, realize that you're not that smart, that you don't see the whole picture. You don't know what's going on. You really don't. Right, you don't see the the whole puzzle. You're just looking at one piece. So, remember that next time you think about, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a rut, or I'm in a problem, or I'm in, you know, I've got some issues that I got to deal with. You're not that smart. That's beautiful. <clears throat> That's how you get from the uh, from the known, the comfort zone, into the unknown, which is the realm of Saturn. Really, you know, it's like the realm of. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you don't even know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And that's know. one of the most... You don't know what you don't know, so go find out. <laughs> so, is there anything else you'd like to end this podcast with? I think that was a great ending. I, I, it, it, you, really, you really hit home when you were talking about releasing those years of tension with your massage for me because I've had a similar experience with, like, some really deep yoga where I'm just like, oh, my God, it's like it's it's in there. It's like in a trance state. I have to pull it out of myself. It's like... Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the, the physical body holds so much tension. If you think about it, like you might even be listening to this podcast right now and not realize that you're like holding some tension in your face or your body or, you know, just like it's it's so subtle. And so, you know, bring awareness to the all that is, even the limitations we have in our own mind. So, yeah, the last thing I'll, I'll end it off with is the mantra for 
uh, Capricorn, I'll just explain a little bit because it, it kind of goes back to the uh, first uh, and second initiations of Saturn that I talked about in the beginning is, uh, and the mantra goes, lost am I in light supernal, yet on that light I turn my back. And the meaning behind that is, it, originally we believe that the goal is to be consumed by the light, to be consumed by this mission, to be consumed by this goal that we are setting. But once we achieve that goal, once we achieve uh, what it is that we're set out to achieve, we realize that it was never about the goal. It was always about the journey towards the goal, the struggle, the challenges, the overcoming of that. That is what matters. So lost am I in light supernal. Yes, I achieved the goal, but what's the main purpose here? And that goes into the second initiation of, of Capricorn, which is I turn my back on the light and I go back towards the darkness. I go back towards the suffering and I bring the light with me, right? I bring that light with me. Okay, so get lost in the light, and uh, and remember, you know, it, it's always about the climb, and it's never about reaching the top. I am. Uh, let's just end it with, once again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be back with the Aquarius Season podcast coming soon, and uh, starting with the Aquarius season podcast, we will be doing video. So that'll be uploaded on my YouTube channel, which you'll be able to watch the whole podcast uh, via our, our, our video stream. So you can see Brent and I's beautiful faces. And we'll also be pulling up the charts and stuff. So you, you'll be able to see some of the, uh, the stuff that we're talking about as well. Mm. And uh, lastly, if you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please leave us a review so that we get bumped up on the uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify uh, review page. So if you listen from Spotify, review on there. If you listen from Apple Podcasts, please review on there because we really, really appreciate it. And if you cannot become a patron, know that we really, really appreciate you liking this, subscribing, and sharing this, and also leaving a review. So if you can't uh, right now support us financially and support the podcast with your donations, then please um, use your energy. And we really appreciate that just as much, if not more, because that's truly what gets us out there. Uh, but if you can donate, then we really, really encourage you to donate and support the podcast. As like I said, I'll be uploading the Astro Mentorship so you'll be able to learn astrology from the pros. And uh, Brent and I will be uploading that uh, long, longer video soon, which will cap it all off probably sometime in January in the new year. And, um, and yeah, we already, uh, I'll be uploading that content over the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, please consider supporting the podcast if you enjoy it, if you listen in all the time and you really, really appreciate the work that we put out and the work that we do, uh, we really, really appreciate it. And it will help us with continuing to better the podcast. And eventually in the future, uh, I'd like to get a studio going and I'd like to be able to fly in guests and, 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 you know, upgrade the equipment and, get these uh, these on a more regular basis. The goal over the next year is to get 52 podcasts done, which is a podcast a week approximately. So that's going to be my big goal over the next year. Uh, and I can't do that without your unconditional support. So I appreciate you all for listening, for tuning in, and for all the feedback that you give us. Also, if you are a Patreon, please let us know what type of content you'd like to see. Obviously, I told you I'm supporting and I'm uploading the um uh, the mentorship so you'll be able to learn astrology and learn how it all operates and uh, the whole mechanism of it if you're new to astrology um, but if you are someone who is already pretty well versed in astrology please 
consider watching the uh, mentorship videos because I'm sure you'll get a nice refresher and a more esoteric perspective on that as well. But also, uh, let us know what type of content you'll be you know, search searching for. We can dive a lot deeper into some of the more specific or kind of non-basic uh, areas of astrology, more intermediate, advanced stuff. So we, we love to get into that as well. Uh, but obviously, we want to be inclusive to all uh, people from, from all their levels of, of astrology. So once again, we really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. God bless all the beautiful Capricorns of this world. And God bless the future Pluto and Capricorn uh, generations for anchoring in this, this beautiful new world. And we love you. We love you so much. Happy solar return to all the Capricorns. And enjoy these transformative, uh, this last transformative year and the transformative year to come to all the Cap Risings and all the, the beautiful people listening with heavy Cap placements. We love you all. And uh, once again, just want to thank you for taking a moment to be mindful with us. Take care, guys.